It's gonna be a good day If you go the right way You might die quickly Or solve a mystery What adventure will you choose? What would Jerry do? Uh, hey y'all, um, welcome back to What Would Jerry Do? A Choose Your Own Adventure podcast. My name is Eric. And as always, I, I am Chad. I'm here as well. Yes, we're both here today. And uh, very happy that you could join us. Yes, thank you for listening to our podcast. Yeah, um, you know, sometimes we just like to tone down the goofiness and, and get back to, you know, just a little bit more serious tone. You know? soothing, soothing soothing yet serious soothing yet serious tones and and this is one of those days i think we're just in in the right mood here that you know it's just gonna be pretty pretty straightforward pretty silky you might say um eric can you let them know like um what are we what are we doing today it's a little well, bit folks, of a momentous occasion let me tell you we have reached that moment in our podcast um season two here chapter two if if you may, where we will be doing our next Respawn special. Um, so we started it maybe, I think we had the first one last December. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was kind of like the big finale to chapter one of What Would Jerk Do, a Choose Your Own Adventure podcast. And um, so we've decided to do another Respawn special halfway through this year because uh, we're halfway through this year, and that is insane. Yeah, you know, we just like to take a minute... Um look back over the course of, of the last six months and Absolutely. say, you know, what was something that maybe didn't quite go the way we expected? You know, where what was one book that really, you know, left a lot to the imagination? Yeah, you so know, what, where... What could Cherik do better? What could have we done better? Where do we feel like maybe the story failed us and maybe that was partly our fault for where, making up poor... Where did we go wrong? Exactly. Yes. And let me tell you where we went wrong, folks. This one made me so angry because I was so, so very excited, as you can tell by the tone of my voice. I can really feel the excitement, Chad. Um, I was so excited about doing this book. And while hilarity inevitably ensued, I was... Um, I was pretty let down overall. We were both um, a little disillusioned and disappointed at the lack of unicorns. Oh, agreed. I mean, I didn't even get to meet a sorceress or a witch or anything, and I just fell off of a window ledge, like yes, twice. We just met a moron who ran the church. Um, and if you all haven't guessed or listened to any of our other podcasts, let me tell you that this is Choose Your Own Adventure book number nothing. Uh... Magic of the Unicorn. Uh, it was written by Deborah LeMay Goodman. Deborah. You might recall. Yes, freaking Deborah. We've done a couple of her books now. Yes, and uh, it's good to be back and to be reading more Deborah. And um, if we don't find a unicorn today, Deborah, we will be sending you a letter. Oh, a sternly written letter. Or perhaps an email. No, I feel an like electronic a, hand, a handwritten sentiment oh, yes. would only okay. do this justice. With like one of those old... Dear like, Deborah, normally I really insignias. enjoy your product. However, in this case, I feel like I was severely let down by the lack of unicorns in a book titled The Magic of the Unicorn. I didn't feel the magic, you know? Nor the corn. <laughs> or the uni. Mm-hmm, exactly. What? Well, Eric, why don't you say um, we come together as... Cherrick. Yeah. And and get back into this book. Oh, yeah. Let's dive in again. Second time around, folks. Here we go. Catch you on the flip side. All right. So, hey, we're back. Yeah, here we are. And y'all know, like, you listened to this one before. Well, I'm sure of it. 
Uh, you know all about our previous adventures searching for this unicorn and the sorceress. So we're just going to give you the super failed, failed adventure. It was awful. Super yeah. Cliff Notes version super of the Cliff intro. Notes. Here we go. So uh, we live in Flanders. It's 1507. Uh, there is an enormous drought. Nobody has water to drink, and we're all going to die by the end of the summer. Yep. So um, we're with our best friend, Marie Claire, who took us in when our parents died. She's an old lady. She's the oldest person in the village. And she's like, oh, you're so smart. You're the smartest person that I know who's lived in a long time. You should go find the sorceress and find a unicorn. Well, okay. First, she's like, go find a unicorn. And we're like, unicorns are rarer than water, Mary Claire. Yeah, it'd be easier if I just went and found more water. Thanks, right. MC. And then she's like, okay, well, find the sorceress. And then the sorceress can help you find the unicorn. And we're like, nobody's been able to find the sorceress in so many years. At which point she's like, well, you're the smartest person I know. If anybody can find her, you can. Which I promptly pointed out that was not the case last time. Right. Uh, They're like, you're ten times smarter than anybody who's ever lived. Right. I was like, like, (laughs) (laughs) okay, a lot to live up to here. So then we, like, remember the... um, the little poem here so we'll just we'll yeah this so, is important quoting the text here near land reserved for woe in a place that's high but low watch which way the bat doth go find me there and i will know so that's a little poem to find the sorceress right so we're like okay great let's go find the sorceress and marie claire is like here take this raindrop shaped talisman it'll bring you good luck and i'm like i hope it'll bring us better luck than last time and um so we ponder the riddle, right? And we're like, hmm, there are two places we think of that could be reserved for woe. And we're like, the sorceress could mean a village graveyard or a small camp outside the village where, like, people live with leprosy. I think there's, like, two dudes, two men who suffer from leprosy in isolation. So here is our decision. If we decide to go to the leper camp, turn to page 8. Or if we head to the graveyard, turn to page 12. And so, spoiler alert. I'll remind you guys just real briefly, like, what we did last time we read right. this book. So we chose to go to the graveyard, and then we could go to either to, to through the hills or to the church. We chose the church. Um, and then we went to the church steeple because the cellar was full of spiders, well, and Eric was scared of them. That's true. And there are always bats in the belfry. Bats in the belfry. And then we followed the bat and died. Yes. And then we checked the trap door in the belfry and found a dope goblet that gave us everlasting water and we saved the village. Right. Strike that reverse it. We saved the village first and then we died. No, no. We got... Well, we did. Yeah, because... That's not what I wrote down. But anyway. Yeah. Because remember, I was like, we should go check that trap door out. And you were like, no, let's follow the bat. Oh, and then you gave in to yeah. me. And then we found that thing. And, and, then, the and then we thought it was going to be like yeah. this epic adventure following the bat. But then we just fell no, out of the church. And that was the end. We broke our legs. And, and yeah, that was it. So so let's not go to the graveyard. Yeah. So I think this time, uh, given the choice in front of us, we're going to go uh, check out these lepers. Yeah, let's check out this leper camp. I think that's a great idea for this respawn special. Otherwise, you know, we'll just be treading old... Old paths that lead to ends that we don't want. I'm down. Let's do it. Okay. Leprosy camp. Here we go. Well, that went well. (laughs) Okay. Um... Uh, things really took a turn, an unexpected turn there. That, this is a like couple of unexpected turns. Maybe we should have turns. thought about it. I mean, I, I feel like that's why we went to the graveyard in the first place. It was because we were like, leper colony? Mm. Um, maybe not. Well, we're not dead, so don't worry about that. That's but. true. Um, so yeah. Okay, so we go to the leper colony, right? And I don't know if you can really call it a colony because there's just two this of is them. one house. There's yeah. like two guys that live in one house. Okay, it's the, it's the leper house. Yeah. And uh, we arrive, and they, like, peek out of the doorway, and they're like, welcome, please come into our humble abode. And we're like, ooh, no thanks, we're we'll like, just hard we'll hang out right here, it's yeah. fine. Um, but, hey, by the way, we're looking for the sorceress, and we thought, since this place was full of woe, that maybe she'd be here. And then one of them's like, well... You know, we are totally full of woe and everything because people shun us like we're lepers. <laughs> oh, wait, we are. Um, but I don't know if the riddle means here because we've never seen the sorceress. Yeah, and, they're like, um, honestly, leprosy? Not that bad. Like, the worst part is just the way everybody treats us. Yeah, like, everybody like, really, like, oh. doesn't talk to us and hates us, but it's, it's not like, so bad. It's, it's not so bad. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. We're, we're pretty happy here. But also, we think the sorceress might be afraid of, 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 of us, too, because she's, she's not around here at all. And we're like, oh, okay. 
um, well, maybe we'll just go back to the village. And then they're like, yeah, well, do it quickly, because if anybody sees you around here, they probably aren't going to be happy about it or, or let you back. And so we're like, okay. So we head back toward the village, and as we're on our way back, a bunch of our neighbor friends see us, and they freak out because they... they, like, see us, yeah, and they, they see, see us, lepers, and, and, and they see, and see us, lepers, and yeah. they're like... And they're like, stay back! Oh my gosh, keep away! And we're like, dude, we were just there for a minute, and it's and fine. we're like, we didn't even go inside. Yeah, but then, of course, they're like, you can't return to the village, go back to the lepers! We're like, leper, leper! Yeah. And they start you throwing are rocks. Shunned. Yeah, they throwing start, rocks. Yeah, they literally start stoning shunned. us. Shun the non-believer. Shun the non-believer. Jarek. <laughs> well, good thing nobody took our spleen, man. Uh, I haven't thought about that in so long. Oh, my gosh. That's for you, Kelly. <laughs> Shun the non-believer. Shun. Uh, okay, yeah. So, like, we get stoned, and then... Okay, so, like, we, we, we get stoned. We get stoned. Yeah, we, we, no, we get, get stoned. stoned. Right. Like, with rocks. Right. Just the rocks. Oh, like, ouch. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, never like, mind. Like, ouch, yeah. stoned. Not like, duh, stoned, you know? <laughs> oh, my God, dude, I'm so stoned. No, yeah, no, that's like, no, like ow, the bad, Like ow. the bad Bible stoning. Yeah, like, you, it's, yeah, it's, it's not fun, guys. Don't try it. Um, <laughs> don't do drugs. Uh, or, or get stoned. So... It's like the next Tide Pod challenge. Yes. <laughs> Seriously, if that happens, we started it heard it here first yeah <laughs> everybody listen to the pod y'all are welcome for that so um be awful i hope that doesn't happen yeah no please be smarter than those tide pod eaters um so we realize that we can't go home and we like turn and run because we're getting hit with giant rocks and we're like hoping that maybe the fear will subside in a couple days especially maybe if we like uh cleanse the well that had a dead rat in it so like we yeah. can go like fix that pretty easily right we, sure. we got like all the stuff to do that i'm sure and um so we can't continue our search for the sorceress by going to the graveyard because, because it's right we're not next allowed to the in the graveyard and yeah. we're not allowed in the village yeah so we've been shunned naturally and uh so we're like maybe we should just try to concentrate on finding a unicorn so we're heading toward the forest, hoping to find one of those, and we hear a cart approach, and it's Simon, a traveling peddler who, like, we've always kind of liked. He's a pretty good dude. Yeah, Simon's all right. And we, like, waved him, and we're like, hey, what's up? Where are you going? What you doing? And Simon, like, stops his cart. He's like, everyone's too upset around here to actually, like, trade or buy any of my trinkets. They're all afraid about, you know, like, dying from a drought. So I'm going to go to the city of Arras, and maybe the people there will actually trade with me. Do you want to come? Like, I wouldn't mind having some company for such a long trip. And we're kind of tempted. We're like, Arras, oh my gosh, we've never been there. We've never been to that city. And we would, like, love to go. But at the same time, we know that unicorns are more likely in the forest. But at the same time, maybe we could meet someone there that knows a little something about finding a unicorn, like a unicorn hunter or um, something like that. Or the sorceress. Or the sorceress, which doesn't make much sense. No, not at all, unless she's like on vacation or something. Right, or unless Arras is just a place filled with a woe. Um, could, could be. And We've lots, never been And there. lots and lots of bats. That's a possibility. So, if we decide to search for a unicorn in the forest, turn to page 13. If we climb into the cart with Simon and head for Arras, turn to page 14. Chad... What do you think? Um, okay. So, I've been thinking about this the whole time you've been talking. And I think that just wandering about the forest looking for a unicorn might be a bad idea. You think so? But also, I kind of want to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the chances that we find one are pretty low, but also, like, there's no guarantees in this whole other city either. That's true. And maybe we'll find some sort of other magical woodland creature that could help us in the forest. Yeah, like or, a talking donkey. Yeah, or like a dryad or like a fairy. Because apparently magic things exist here. So, I mean, going to the other city with this dude seems like fun, but a little off mish, I guess. It doesn't seem like it's the best option to pursue what we're looking to pursue. Because now I feel kind of pissed that, like, the city, like, our town, like, shunned us. 
for hanging out with lepers for literally for like one minute. Literally less than a minute. Yeah. We didn't even go in their house and we just talked to them from outside the door. Right. And you if bunch we of like shallow idiots. Find this unicorn and bring water back, like they might let us back into the town. Absolutely. But also if we go to a Ross, like nobody knows we did that, so like maybe we can just live there forever. Oh that's true. Find a new happy life where there's water. Is there water in a Ross? I mean, I'm assuming if he's planning on trading there, they're not as, like, screwed as we are. Maybe. Not quite. So, I don't know. Maybe like, they I have guess mead. I'm still going back and forth, but I kind of am leaning towards stay in the forest. There's a lot think? of mystery in the forest, which I, which I kind of like. Um, it seems very much like going into that forest in Lord of the Rings, which I'm blanking on, but the, but the forest with like the Ents, right? Yeah. The magical mm-hmm. Ents. Um, Fangorn. That's what I'm thinking of. Fangorn Forest, um, which is really cool and exciting. Uh, I wouldn't mind hanging out with Simon and like seeing a totally different city. Oh, I don't know. This is a really tough one. I think maybe though I am leaning toward the forest. Like, I don't, I feel like it's more of like like a gut reaction thing for me than anything else. I'm like having trouble like logically like reasoning myself into like that's the best idea. Well, okay. So like what's the logical reasoning for going to Arras? Like why does that maybe seem like a better idea? I don't think it is a better idea. But like the forest isn't necessarily a great idea either. Well, we like, now either way we don't really have a lead, right? We're just like going one way or another. It is kind of like based just on our hunch. I mean, Simon did come out of nowhere, right? Like that's kind of a, a, a circumstance that we never saw coming and maybe it's an opportunity. Maybe Mm. like we met Simon for a reason. After everybody else shunned us. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Ugh. I still don't. I still have no idea. Oh, did you have a Dove chocolate over there? Yeah, I did. Does it say anything helpful? Well, maybe. Mine too. Mine says to revive the art of conversation. Okay. That kind of makes me think of leaning towards hanging out with simon yeah mine says keep life moving forward looking backward is only for time travelers we are a time traveler true okay but i feel like both of these things are saying to go with simon you think so well like simon's moving forward he's moving on to another town that's true Reviving the art of conversation. conversation. Maybe he knows something about a unicorn, being a well-traveled man. I feel like we can definitely never make it to the next city before we like start. That's true. Yeah, we don't even know what's going to happen between here and there because it's a long journey. Gives us information about the unicorn. Maybe he's Simon the Sorceress. Mm. Okay, that's a little bit of a stretch, but you know anything can happen. All right. Well, let's go with. I mean, let's go with Simon. Okay. We get a couple. Um, yeah. Res- I mean, we get like, a couple responds, right? Yeah, we do. And the Dove chocolates never lie. They're rarely wrong. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Well, look, we're gonna do this. We're gonna go to page fourteen and head for Aras. Well, Bing, bang, boom. Yeah. Here we are real back quick again. turnaround here, folks. Uh, only couple packed couple paragraphs packages packages did you get any packages in the mail not today dang it yesterday i love getting packages in the mail um anyway so we ride with simon for three days and like three days into this journey we're like tell him about our search for the unicorn and he's like you should have said something sooner and i'm like (laughs) Why didn't we? Like, I've been on a cart with this dude for three days, and it, like, just came up well, that look, we're, like, I'm looking sh- for I'm a sure unicorn. we had plenty to talk about, like, the weather and the drought and the weather. Mm, dry there. Mm, dry here, too. And the, um, the snacks that he had. Anyway, so he, he has a couple leads for us, which is promising, right? Uh, he says that he knows that the Duchess of Arras keeps... A unicorn horn handy and she uses it to um she dips it into 
any like drink that she gets, like she dips it into the goblet to make sure that the drink isn't poisoned. Is this like a like, like a horn that you blow or like the horn that's on the top of a unicorn's head? Like the horn that's on top of the unicorn's head. That seems a little um The magic is in the horn. I guess, but like did she just murder the rest of the unicorn? Because that's a little yeah, probably, that's a dark probably. I mean they just don't like fall off. She would have had to kill the unicorn. I guess, yeah, well, I guess anything anyway, goes in 1507. Anyway, so she she has one, and he was like, maybe she'll let you borrow it. I'm like, okay. And, and the other idea he has is he's heard that there's a tapestry weaver in Ross who knows a lot about unicorn magic. He might be willing to help us. So our choice is, if we decide to ask the Duchess to lend you her unicorn horn, turn to page 23 or if we ask Simon to take us to the weaver we turn to page 36 I do not think that this duchess is going to be so easily parted with her unicorn horn I kind of agree I mean you just say the word duchess and it I just have like a very like snooty uppity image of a woman who doesn't want to help anybody but herself well and she's using it as far as we know, to, like, make sure that nobody poisons her. Right. And if she's so worried that people are going to poison her, it makes me think that she's not a very friendly person. I mean, we could try to take it by force. Maybe we could stab her with it. Or we could sneak away and steal it. Or we could stab her with it. We're not a murderer. Okay, we Thief, could, maybe. We could, we could stab her eyes out with it, and then she can't find us. Dark man. Well, look, she cut off the horn of a unicorn and murdered it. So it's dark darkness for darkness. That's a fair trade. You cut off a unicorn horn, and we stab out your eyes. We it's can't fair. stoop to her level. Oh, darn you, honorable Chad. Okay, well, I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat anyway. The weaver sounds much more interesting to me. I think the weaver sounds like the right way yeah, to go. He here, seemed, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, there's, I don't. Yeah, I just have a good feeling about it. I do too. I have, okay. a, I have like a warm, fuzzy feeling about this weaver. Well, let's do it then. Let's turn to page 36 and talk to the weaver. Okay, done. What was that? I don't know. Anyway, so <laughs> um, we're riding through Eris. And with Simon, and we're, like, admiring all the people and all the fancy clothes and whatnot. And Ooh, look at the fancy clothes! And we get to the tapestry shop. The tapestry shop? Yeah, that's what it said. The tapestry shop. We get to the tapestry shop, and um, they're weaving all signs of all sorts and kinds of fancy tapestries. And Ooh, look at the fancy tapestries. And they're tapestries. like, these tapestries will hang in the halls of kings. Anyway. Whatever. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, I mean, we know how to weave ordinary cloth, but we've never, like, woven a tapestry before. So we are kind of, kind of fascinated by uh, this It's pretty cool. Process. I mean, they look great. Um, but Simon kind of, he says, like, hey, we're looking for a weaver named Emil. And this guy pipes up. He's like, you got him right here. And so we go over to Emil and, and we say, yo, yo, what up? Yo, we need your help, dude. We need your help, yo. Um, so no, we tell him how we were trying to find a unicorn. We tell him about our our village is tainted well, and that if we don't purify the water soon, everybody's going to die and, and yada, yada, yada. You know, we kind of fill him in on the whole backstory and we're like, we here, you know how to find a unicorn. So we can do this. He's like, why? Yes, I do. Great. Excellent. Excellent. We have come to the right place. So he's like, you have two options. Shocker. Sure. Um, the first is you can summon a unicorn by performing a ritual called the Circle of Wishes. He Ooh. says, it is very difficult. It may cause you great anguish. Um, but he says, you know, I can, you know, you know, tell you how to do that. He says, the other way to clean your well is to weave a magic tapestry. He's like, it'll take one month, but all you have to do when it's done, and he's like, I can walk you through it step by step. Um, it'll take a month, but at the end of that month, all you have to do is take the tapestry to the well, dip it in there, bing, bang, boom, water clean. 
Mm. So, um, that's kind of our dilemma. Like, do we try this like more risky circle of wishes ritual, um, and maybe get unicorn help faster? Or do we think, you know, our village can survive the month it'll take to even, you know, to weave the tapestry and us get back there like in time, you know? Yeah, the ticking clock. So that's our choice. If we decide to weave a magic tapestry, we turn to page 40. If you, if we say, please tell me how to perform the circle of wishes, we turn to page 48. So maybe it's just me, but I am sort of skeptical about this magical tapestry business. Why? I mean, I feel, okay. So like we came to Emil because he knows about unicorns, right? Okay, so like what? Like I don't understand what a magical tapestry has to do. First of all, with helping us find a unicorn. I understand that it helps us perhaps like reach our end goal of cleansing our well. Yeah, I mean that's the whole point here. The unicorn's not the point, man. The point is to clean the water. Okay, but I'm saying our point is to find a oh, unicorn. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah so no, like, like if I don't, if I read this whole book and I don't find another freaking unicorn the entire time, I'm gonna be kind of pissed. Right, and then we'll have to read this book for the next respawn special. No, there's we can't read this. <laughs> Unprecedented. <laughs> we have principles to stand by. Um, uh, okay, well, I guess like I'm just more interested in general and checking out this circle of wishes or whatever it's oh, called. Oh, I'm totally with you. Like, I'm not going to fight this. That's okay. what I wanted to this entire time. Okay, well, cool. Yeah, because, I, like, yeah. it seems more risky, and I feel like in a lot of these books, whenever you, like, do the more risky thing, it, like, pays off huge. Right, and, like, to be honest, I really don't want to spend the next month of my life weaving a magical tapestry. It's probably, like, 15 pages where Deborah just goes on and on about, right. like, like, how you oh, weave Oh, you weave the golden and you... silk into the tapestry, and then... You know, we've weaved right. tapestries before in one of Deborah's books, and that didn't go well. Right. And, like, I just, I'm really skeptical about dropping a tapestry into a well and then having the water be cleansed. Like, that just seems It's a little, magic. Right? But, like, how? And how's magic? I can't tell you how magic is magic. Well, the, I don't understand how us, how us weaving a tapestry will become magical, and then I will clean our water. That just doesn't, that just, like, I don't, like, I don't, like, I don't, like, I don't, I mean, I don't get it. Because it's magic. Well, like that's the explanation. Okay, but like, we're not magical. Is Emil magical? No, the tapestry's magical. Right, but how is the tapestry magical if we weave because it? Because you make it out of magical things. Out of magical... Threads. Okay. All that aside, we should do the circle of wishes. Oh, totally. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, good. I'm glad sure, we're on the same that's page. That's for sure what we're doing. Okay. I was not going to let us not do that. Oh, okay. oh, oh, really? Even if I was staunchly for the magical tapestry? Yeah, I was, I was gonna use my plus four charisma and <laughs> persuade you to do what I wanted to do. Yeah, well, I would use my plus six and badassery to outwit That's you. That's not a stat. What? It is over here. Where are you at? <laughs> Where are you at, bro? You don't have any badassery over there because I got tons of it. Loads. Loads. Truckloads. Yeah, you are full of it. All right. Well, let's turn to page forty-eight. Great. Okay, well, we've reached a choice that doesn't seem like much of a choice to me, but here we go anyway. Really? I mean, okay, okay look, no, let's I mean, debate let's it later, but I'm, but I'm going to catch, the, this is gonna I'm, be I'm gonna catch the peeps up here. Um, so we're like, hey, we're going to do the circle of wishes. And so Emil's like, great, it'll take all the strength you possess, and it has to be after the sun sets. So that evening, Emil takes us into this large clearing, uh, which is lit by the moon, and there are countless small stones that mark a wide circle, and Emil's like, step in, this, step in the center of it, dude. And uh, like, a shepherd, we got this, bro. Yeah, we're like, okay, watch this. Boom, and so stepped. we like, step in the center of it, and a shiver goes down our spine, right? <sighs> and then Emil says, think of every wish in your heart and cast it out. And we're like... What? Just cast it out? Yeah. He's like, speak it aloud and convince yourself you no longer desire that wish. And you must continue until the last wish is gone from your heart. And we're like, oh, that's not so hard. And so we start, right? We're like, I no longer wish for a horse of my own. I no longer wish to grow tall. And as we cast out all of our wishes, the stones in the circle, like, shimmer and glow like diamonds in the moonlight sky. And so, like, 
hours passed and like hundreds of wishes have been cast out of our heart but the still the, the stone circle is still not fully illuminated and Emil's like come on bring on the hard ones bro and we take a deep breath and we're like I don't care if our crops fail our crops fail I no longer wish for a healthy life I no longer wish my parents were alive etc etc I no longer wish to save our village exactly I no longer wish to save my village from drought and Emil's like good just one more and we're like, dude, that's we're all. Like, that's it. That's we got, all that's I have in me. It. Like, I am we're not so exhausted. Back. What more do you want from me? And he's like, there's one more. Your life. Cast away your desire to live. And uh, we feel pretty empty. And our wish to continue living is pretty strong. And we're not sure that we can pluck it from our heart. So if we resolve to cast out our will to live, turn to page 66. If we refuse to abandon the last desire here, turn to page 77. This is going to get heavy. I mean, I feel like there's, there's only one thing to do, man. Yeah? I feel like we I'm got... I'm curious I, what your only option is. I feel like we have to cast out our will to live. I mean, we've come this far. We've cast out every other desire in our heart. One stone is left to illuminate, and once we illuminate it, Maybe something great will happen. Do you think we'll turn into the unicorn? That would be amazing. Maybe we'll be like a, um, oh shoot, what are those centaur. things? Centaur. Centaur. Yeah, we'll be a centaur unicorn. A centaur corn. But like the reverse? So we could have a horn? <laughs> Maybe we'll be a unitar. That's or like a unimin? A, a, a unimin? I like, uni I like unitar because it makes me think of unitard, which makes me laugh. What if we're a unitar uh, wearing okay, a unitard? Okay, wait, stop. Back to the super serious choice. Like, right. Stop losing. Yes, this stop. is heavy. It's heavy. It is heavy. Well, I mean, like, giving away your will to live is, is, I mean, it's a big deal. It is a big deal. It but not like, be taken lightly. But he told us, like, this is going to be rough, and it's going to be heavy, and it's not going to be easy. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure, like, if we do this, like, like, we're dead. Maybe not. Well, in one way, shape, or form. Like, I don't think we're going to go back to our village at last. Maybe we'll be a zombie. Me, I mean, I think we might actually die. You think so? Like, kind of, I don't... It's a strong possibility. I've... Because, like, it said that we cast out our wish to be tall, and then, like, we no longer wanted to be tall. Like, we felt that in our hearts. Like, so these things that we're saying are, like, coming true. And so, like, if we say, like... I cast out my will to live. Like, we will no longer want to live. By default, then we will die. Yeah, or we'll, I don't know, kill ourselves or something dumb because we don't see the point in living. Or maybe we'll just be like a vegetable. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Put me in your rock garden. I mean, I feel like that's what we have to do because we're trying to, like, be heroic and... Right, well, I mean, like, Save yeah. our village. But that's what I'm saying. But like, also, they, like... Fucked us over and kicked us out because we stood in front of a leper house for five seconds. Well, that's true. But, like, look, we've already cast every other freaking wish out of our heart. So, like, what else do we have to live for if we walk away now? Living. Uh, okay, like, that's not much of a life, though. Just living just to live? Bleh. I want to live with desires in my heart, bro. I want to live to grow tall. <laughs> oh, wait. Accomplished. I want... <laughs> That was mean. I want to live to uh, do all I mean, these other things. I'm not short. Uh, well, no, you're not. I mean, that wasn't a dig at you. It's just saying in general. Okay. Well, I th <laughs> I think that we should. Um, I think I think we have to do it, man. I think we have to do it. Dead, dead or alive, we gotta do. We gotta turn to page sixty-six. Okay, okay, okay. I love it, I love okay. it, I love 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 it. I mean, I don't know how you do that, Chad. You have an uncanny ability to call what's going to happen. I should write these I books. never, ever expected to actually turn into a unicorn, but we freaking did. Oh my gosh, it's so We great. turned into it's a unicorn. So great. We cast away our will to live. I'm adding we that stepped to our outside of the circle, and we freaking transformed into a unicorn. And uh, we look at our silvery hooves and uh, all of our amazing um, unicorn body in astonishment. And we, like, toss our head to feel the weight of our luscious mane. And we head out for the village, right? And the next day when we arrive at twilight, 
Uh, we trot to Marie Claire's cottage and poke her head through the doorway, and she, like, freaks out. She's like, what in the world? And we're like, it's me, I'm back! Because apparently we can talk as a unicorn. Magic, dude. Which is awesome. Magic. So uh, she sees the good luck pendant hanging um, from our neck yeah, still. Yeah, that's how she recognizes And us. she's like, it is you! Bloody bloody blar And we're like, look, we'll tell you all about this story later. First, let's go to the well and see if this horn of mine really does work. The end. Yes, bitch! I love the it! The end. Uh, now I'm just kind of freaked out that, like, this Duchess girl is just gonna, like, somebody like her would just come and, like, take a unicorn from her. Yeah, I mean, our life is now presented with, like, more challenges, I guess, but we are pretty boss. That's pretty cool. Yeah, like, we are a unicorn now. We turned it, we transformed into a freaking unicorn. Yeah. It doesn't get much better than that. pretty amazing. Yeah, we didn't even, yeah, we didn't find a unicorn, we became a unicorn. That's, like, like, oh my god, that's 100% more badass. Eric. What's up, Chad? Do we do we want to um, read more of this book? Well, we did crush that in an amazingly short amount of time for us. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we read a ton. I don't think we did either. I feel like we so made I choices mean, like, pretty fast. I feel fast. like this is fairly decently long podcast so far. It's so hard for us to tell while we're recording. It, re- it really kind of is. <laughs> um, well, it's a tough one because we found an amazing ending, first of all. Yeah. Um, but there are lots of potential options to go back to and explore. Think about it for like one minute. Okay. And you're going to do your little spiel. I'll do my spiels. Okay. Um, so if you guys haven't gone to it yet, uh, you should check out our new website, uh, jerrickpodcast.com. Our friends at Mirror Shift have been working really hard to get it up and going for us and they are doing great work. Well, she's doing great work. And uh, it's pretty cool, and you can have all the episodes are up there, and we'll be posting, like, blog posts and other stuff, and it'll kind of be under development, so check back every once in a while and see what we've done. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter, Every all the links to that business is on the website. Um, and, yeah, and thanks to our friends, um, also the Blackbird Review and Trevor Dibbert at Zebra Creative for all the work they do to help make this podcast happen. Totes. Um, also, we've been lucky enough lately to land a few sponsors. Um, and this week, uh, this week's episode, the Respawn Special, is brought to you by Harry's Hardware and Nail Salon. Uh, so Harry's Hardware and Nail Salon, uh, either way, you're getting your nails. There you go. You know, bought or done, whatever. I mean, both. Why not both? Yeah, right? They've got all of your nail needs covered. Get your nails done. And then get your other nails, and then go hammer some nails with your beautiful nails. Boom. You'll never look better. Nothing like nails with good nails. So anyway, yeah, check out Harry's. It's actually a really great store. He's a great guy, too. And I love him. He's been super supportive of our podcast. Him and his wife, Sumi, kind of do this whole business together. That's true, yeah. It's really kind of a a two-headed enterprise, and it's fantastic. You will find nothing else like it in the Kansas City area. So check it out. Yeah, it's pretty unique, pretty fun. And uh, I like these guys, so go check them out. Check it. Um, So I gave you about, like, 45 seconds there. What do you think? I think if we're going to go do anything, we should go to the forest. Like, I would be okay with exploring the forest. Um, I don't want to talk to the Duchess. I don't. I don't don't want to weave a tapestry. I don't feel like we need to weave a magic magic tapestry. tapestry. Exactly. Um, um, I don't want to like abandon our circle of wishes thing because like the ending right. of that, well, that was pretty right. dope. That would just like negate everything that we just did. So like that pretty much leaves us with the choice of going into the forest. Okay, or, or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We could go to the graveyard. Oh, from could, from the other. Pod. We could go to the graveyard and then to the hills, and then go to the hills instead, and see if we find the sorceress. Oh, that's true. We never really found the sorceress. So, at all. like, we could take this other option here of like trying to find the sorceress, the sorceress. to find a unicorn, to see maybe you know. I mean, like, we found a unicorn because we are one. Well, boss. we didn't really, we didn't really find one. We became one. Yeah. So that we I mean, found the a, unicorn within ourselves. There's, there's a slight difference there. I always knew there was a unicorn within us, bro. I, just, I felt it. I felt it. I felt it. I felt that horn. Yeah. Deep down inside. Yep. So, um, either one of those, like, I'd be down with. Let's go. I mean, 
this whole like Simon thing like panned out really well. It really did. Yeah, I feel like the like, dark chocolate go, really led us down that road. But yeah, let's uh, let's go, let's go search in the forest and see like, like what I feel kind like we, of, uh, we should stick with the choices we made on this podcast. What kind of a journey that, sure. that that yeah, we'll check out the forest. Maybe we'll get lost and die. It'll be great. Yeah, could be this, you know. Or maybe, right maybe we'll find a unicorn. What if all of our endings ended with a unicorn? Oh my! Seriously, what? if we nailed this. But um, shout out to Harry. <laughs> okay, well, let's go back to this forest. Okay, so if you guys remember, um, we went to see the lepers. We were cast out. We got stoned. We got stoned, and we met Simon on the road. And we tell Simon, hey, no thanks, man. Um, next time, you know, we'll, we'll hitch a ride with you later. And we start meandering through the forest, and it's, like, dead silent. Like, not even the birds are chirping, and, like, all we hear is, like, the sound of dry leaves crunching beneath our feet. It's just like Fangorn Forest. But soon we look down, and we see some strands of silver hair bum, bum, bum. hanging on a twig. And we kind of inspect it further and we're not sure is it hair or is it thread or or what is it you know we haven't ever seen anything like this mm-hmm. and then we also notice some small hoof prints hoof prints hoof prints i like hoof some small hoof prints welcome to chad's english um maybe you could just say hoof prints no it's a little too much oh, okay sorry it's like an extra o so, yeah sorry um, so we noticed some small hoof prints and, and they're like too small to be a horse, but they don't look like, you know, deer prints. And so our heart literally stops for a second when we realize these silver hairs and these hoof prints must be signs of a unicorn. Mm-hmm. But much to our dismay, we realize that the hoof prints go in one direction and the silver strands of hair lead in another direction. So our choice is if we follow the hoof prints, turn to page 30, and if we follow the strands of silver hair, we turn to page 52. Eric, what do you think? Chad, here's what I think. In my head, these hoof prints are continuing, right? In one direction. Mm-hmm. Yes. I guess it doesn't necessarily specify, but it seems to me that could a unicorn not be walking in one direction and and losing some of its tail as it goes? You know what I'm saying? But I think it's clearly two different, like... So, like, the, there, there's, like, a clear cutoff. diverge in the woods. Hoofs you know, go like, this way. Only tail things go this way. Yeah. That doesn't make much sense to me, unless it's like a flying unicorn, in which case, why would you be in a forest and well, flying? Well, one of these things is probably not a unicorn, and one of these things probably is. They're not probably both unicorns. Okay, but how can you have the hairs of something and not have any sort of footprints? But when maybe it's not unicorn hair, or maybe it's not unicorn hooves. Right. So We're then, not for sure. We suspect. We have a, a good that, inclination. That, okay, all right. But just like, even still, I'm having trouble wrapping my head around the idea of this hair being made without any sort of footprint. You know what I'm saying? Like, where did this hair come from if we don't see any sort of footprint from anything? Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. So, maybe it's magic. Could be. Maybe unicorns don't leave tracks. In which case, I think we should follow the hair. Or maybe the hair was placed there to, like, lure us somewhere. In which place, I think we should follow the hooves. <laughs> so. Here we are back in square one. Chad, what do you think? I think the hoof prints are a little too obvious for Deborah. Yeah. And I think that we should follow the hair. And that's just my gut reaction. And I don't have a lot of sound evidence to back it up. I mean, I feel like silvery hair is more profoundly unicorny evidence than hoof prints. Even if they are smaller than horses and larger than deer. The hoof prints could have been made by just some animal we're not familiar with. Right. Like a donkey. 
or sure. an extraordinarily large deer, or a small horse. Like a Shetland pony. Exactly. <laughs> so I kind of want to follow the hare. I feel like it's a more promising lead. Worst case scenario. Like if I was presented with the two things, like I'd probably follow the hare. Me too. And I'm thinking maybe if it's not a unicorn, it could be the hair of a sorceress. Ooh, potentially. Or Mary Claire. Why would she be in the forest? I don't know, man. She's weird. I guess that's true. But if... Okay. Well, yeah. We should just follow the hair. Let's do it. Okay. I feel good about it. Me too. <laughs> Jarek wins again! Okay. I didn't really... Like, that was a left field ending right there. I did not see that coming. Yeah. But, uh... We're victorious. That's true. In our, like... Mission. Okay, let also me tell true. them what happened. Okay, okay, yeah, catch these So the up. silver strands were not hair at all. No. They were actually pieces of a shawl, which I couldn't pronounce at first. It was a little rough, but you got shawl. there. Shawl. I was like, shawl? Shawl. What is this word? Shawl? Shawl. 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 Anyway, um, and so, and it belongs to a young woman. And we call out to her once we see her. We're like, hey. And she turns around and she seems frightened. And she's like, I thought you were the kidnappers. We're like, what? She's like, yeah, I was kidnapped by, like, these two strange men. By I escaped during the night. Like, can you hide me? And we're like, yes, I can take you back to our village. Like, we'll make sure that you're safe. And she's like, well, why are you in the forest anyway? She's like, you're too young to be a hunter, woodcutter. Like, you have no business out here. You don't know how old I am. We're like... And so, and so we're pretty forthcoming with her. I want uh, want to. And we're like, actually, I'm looking for a unicorn. And we explain about the well and our rainwater. And she's like, I can actually help you with that. And we're like, what? And and she's like, don't you know who I am? And we're like, nah, not ringing a bell. She's like, I'm the king's daughter. And as soon as I get home, I will give you my unicorn horn as a reward for saving me the end. So it is like everybody have a unicorn horn. Apparently, if you're really rich and important. Yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah, here's my unicorn horn. Check it out. Well, we did save her life. Not as rare as we thought. But yeah, I mean, we did it. We're going to save this woman. She's going to give us her horn. All is well. And we saved the village. All is well. Ha, ha, ha. You did it again. Uh, Cherik's classic wit. Okay. Well, that, I mean, that was very successful. Uh, I want to follow the hooves. Yeah, you want to go back? You just want to go back? Let's just keep going. I mean, why not? I feel good about it. I'm in. Let's do it. Okay. That was like the super fastest turnaround of any super fast turnaround. Yeah. So we follow these hooves, right? And we find a small clearing where there is a white horse nibbling on wildflowers. And it like raises its head and it looks at us and then it darts away, right? Because it's scared and it's in a frenzy. And so we hesitated, trying to decide if it's just a horse or if it could possibly be a more magical creature. And here's a choice. If we run after the animal, turn to page 42. Or if we turn away and follow the silver strands, turn to page 104. Um, Chad, how curious are you to find out a different ending for these silver strands? Not even a little bit. No, not even a little bit. It's a completely different page. It is a completely different page, but I feel like been there, done that. Let's do the other thing. But something else is going to happen It's probably time. bad. You might be right. That's probably true. Yeah. Okay, let's follow this animal. Yeah. 42! So, Chad. Yeah? The first thing I am realizing is that the graveyard was the completely wrong decision from the get-go. Yeah. Like, the the last episode we did with this book, that we didn't see any unicorns. This episode, we've got nothing but them. Right? You know? So, guys, uh, we follow the white horse, and it's galloping so awkwardly that we have no trouble catching up to it. And we throw our arms around it, and we jump on top, and we notice a small stump on the top of its head. And then the creature goes, you're hurting me! And we're shocked, and we're like, are you some kind of magic horse or a unicorn? And we're like, I, er, and, and sorry. And then it says, I am a unicorn, and if you release me, I'll tell you why my horn is missing. And so we let go of the unicorn, and we smooth out its tangled mane, and we're like, yo, look, we're really sorry. We didn't really mean to hurt you. And the unicorn says, like, normally I could shake you right off and be fine, but several hours ago, the warlock, the terror of the forest, cut off my horn. 
Without it, I have no magic or strength. I'll be dead by daybreak. And we're like, oh, no. And there's a lot of us that feels like we need to help this unicorn. But there's the other part of us that feels like, hey, maybe we should find this warlock and get this horn from him. So if we ask the unicorn, where can I find the warlock? We turn to page 64. If we decide to help the unicorn, we turn to page 68. Do you want to know what I think? I really do. I really want to help the unicorn. I really do, too. Like, finding the warlock seems so self-serving. It really is. And, like, chances are it's us versus a warlock. How much of a chance do we have to, like, actually get this horn from him? Right. Probably not a whole lot. Not and whole maybe lot. this unicorn has, like, other unicorn friends or would, like, be grateful for our help. Absolutely. Or... I think befriending a unicorn would be a major asset to our um, journey. Yeah, I really... I just... Again, not... I think it's a theme for me tonight. It's, like, not a lot of, like, logical reasoning behind my choice. Just a lot of, like, gut-heart feelings. Right. Um, but I really do feel like we should help this unicorn. I think... I agree. I think that we should totally help this unicorn. Okay, well, let's do it. Let's turn to page 68. Done. This is getting deep. Yeah, I mean, this, this is getting this is, serious. I mean, this is really serious, and I'm not quite sure what the best course of action is, but we'll catch you up. And, I don't know, um, but I'm so totally invested in this story right now. Right. We gotta save this unicorn, man. So we're like, what can we do to help? And the unicorn's like, look, there's only one way you can save me, and even then I'm not sure if it'll work. And we're like, come on, we're unicorn. We're like, circle of wishes. We already know. Tell me what it is. No, that's not what we say. Oh. Uh, and then this unicorn's like, when thousands of teardrops are combined with moonlight, they create the Rainbow of Tears, which has special he healing powers for unicorns. <laughs> and we're like, I'll do it! Super quickly. And the unicorn's like, look, that's kind of you to offer, but the rainbow probably requires more tears than you can weep. Which we retort with, you'd be surprised how much I can cry. So we cry a lot. And uh, it takes thousands of tears, the unicorn says. But it's like, look, I can run home and get some of my friends to help. We suggest... Carpathia! Sorry, I just got a great idea. Go ahead. Okay, well, hold on. I'm not quite done yet. And uh, we're not really sure anyone in the village will listen to us, especially since they think we're a leper now. Um, and the unicorn shakes his head sadly, and there's like, there's so little time. Remember, I'll be dead by dawn. So if we decide to cry the rainbow of tears ourselves, we turn to page 102. If we decide to bring your, our friends to help cry for the unicorn... Turn to page 115. Chad, what is your Carpathia moment? Tear pendant. Teardrop pendant. Interesting. Would you help, like, in what sort of way do you think that will help? Uh, one, I think it's magic. And it's probably, like, full of magical tears or something like that. And I bet if we try to do this on our own that we remember that MC gave us this pendant and said, use it when you really need it. And I bet we can do it. I mean, yeah, say no more. I'm convinced. I right? Red didn't really want to get anybody else involved anyway because, I bet, like... I bet they'll die before... I bet she'll die before... Yeah. And, like, I want to cry this whole rainbow of tears myself. Let's do it. Okay. 102. So um, poetic. This was such, like, a sorrowful ending. But, like, sad happy. Yeah. Like... I, like I cut it really kind of hit me in the feels like I was reading it and when it got you it kind of got me a little bit okay well catch the folks up so they can get hit too <sighs> um I really just wish I could like read you these last two pages because Deborah really did a very good job writing she crushed them. it man really crushed it um I'm not gonna do this justice but uh and I take back all the bad things I said about Deborah this book is amazing I love it so much. Well, like like I we said, did such a bad job before. Yeah, like the first time was a complete 180 from this whole adventure. Deborah, you're great. We just made terrible I, decisions. I heart you. <laughs> um, total 180 on my opinion of Deborah Lermay Goodman. Nothing, nothing but good feels for her now. But <laughs> I did not necessarily have good feels reading these last two pages. What a redemption, though. Um, so we we said, let me try. You know. Let me try to cry this rainbow of tears. Mm. Mm. I think I have it in me. I I can't leave you. Um, it's you and me now, pal. And so, I mean, we start. 
You, uh, well, she says, you know, like, hey, you need to wait for a minute. Like, we have to wait till the moon is at its peak and all the just does, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so then we start to cry. We remind ourselves of every unhappiness, every mournful moment, every, you know, sad thing that's ever occurred in our lives. The, the stoning that we just went through, the casting out of our village, the death of our parents, the, all of it, right? And we bring it all up in our memories and, and tears start to just pour down our face and drip off our nose and soak our shirt. And, but no matter how much we weep, no, no rainbow appears. And, and we kind of whisper to the unicorn and we said, I'm, I'm sorry. I, it's not working. I, I don't think I have enough tears in me to, to cry. Which just makes me cry even more. And, and the unicorn is kind of like, Hey, nobody can fault you for trying. You gave it, you gave it your best. And as Dawn, like the first, I love it, the first blush of Dawn, the unicorn's voice kind of falters and, and, and everybody in their dreams can hear the sound of the unicorn crying out as, as she passes away. Mm. Like it's, it's amazing. Um, then shortly after that, we hear the sound of galloping hooves coming towards us. Um, and a second unicorn plunges its way through the brush and in, into our, you know, clearing underneath of this tree where we're at with the, with the hornless unicorn baby. And, uh, Cole, Colt, Colt. Yeah, Colt? sure. It's a unicorn Colt. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, and it, it halts besides us. It, it bends down its lustrous horn and touches it to the head of the dying unicorn and, and finally looks up at us and talks to us and says, um, thank you for staying with my sister. Uh, is there anything I can do to repay you? And we'd say, yes, as a matter of fact, there is. And we explain about our village and the plight that's facing us. And the second unicorn says, you know, hey, I got you, bro. And we climb on the unicorn's back and ride away to our village to go cleanse the well and save our, save our villagers. Yeah. Village mates. The village, the people who hate us. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe not. Not anymore. Not after we saved them three times in a row. Three times in a row. Fantastic. Has that ever happened? I'm not sure that we've had like such a string of successes. No. I think this is like the most successful podcast we might have ever read. The sheer audacity that we went back and had two other great endings is just, um, I think it's, it's unheard of. It's amazing. Right? Yeah. Oh, I love it's it. It's fantastic. I mean, we've met like five different unicorns, one being us. Right. And saved our village three times. Three times. So, Plus we saved a princess. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. So success. Super duper respawn success. I'm so happy. That really like, yeah. I'm glad that we did this book because it completely changed like everything about it. Like completely. Completely. We were so disappointed with it before. And I feel so like vindicated by it. Is that the right word? Like yeah. happy about, you know, yeah. like. Yeah. This book totally redeemed itself. Like, Deborah redeemed herself. Like, Well, I mean, really, it's just us. We redeemed ourselves from well, all those too. terrible choices that we made earlier. Yes. Why do you think Why do you think that is? I think it's now it's time for our segment. What did we learn? Yeah. Um, here's what I learned. Don't fucking cut off a unicorn horn. And everybody did it, man. Like, this unicorn died. We cried our hearts out to revive this unicorn after it got its horn chopped off. But it did not work. The duchess took a horn. The princess had a horn. The warlock had a horn. How many unicorns have to die before humans realize that taking a unicorn horn is just a really mean and evil thing to do? You know? Yeah. You want to know what I learned? What did you learn? Uh... As my aunt would say, I have a tendency to, uh, quote, brain fuck things, slash overthink them. Okay. All right. She would always tell me a lot, like, don't brain fuck it, right? Don't overthink so much about a situation. I've never heard that term, but okay. It's, I think, you know, 
trademark my aunt. Okay, done. You know, yeah. Uh, but it's a term I've I've uh, come to use. But anyway, I think a lot of these choices here, like I didn't have great logical mm. explanations mm-hmm. about why we should do one thing or the other, and I've followed my gut and my heart, and look how well it I've turned led out. Led to wonderful places. Yeah. So I think that's my takeaway. That's wonderful. Stop burning fucking things. Follow your heart. Or follow your nose. It's a toucan, Sam. Follow your nose. Fruit Loops. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Is that our other sponsor tonight? No. <laughs> Kellogg's is not our sponsor. Okay. There you go. Don't brain fuck things. Heart fuck things. Mm. I love it. There's the takeaway. That, that's it right there. Hashtag heart fuck. <laughs> Yes. Hashtag okay. heartfuck Cherica. Let's just uh, let's just leave it there. That's probably okay. good. Yeah, we just swore like 17 times in two minutes, so it's As wonderful. As always, I have been Chad. <laughs> and I am Eric. And, and together, together, we, we are Cherica. Because uh, we were totally yeah, Cherica. We, uh, we kind of forgot the whole time, anyway, but we were definitely it's girl. Fine. It's fine. It's Yeah, it's great. We were a girl. We crushed it. We found so many unicorns. We became a unicorn. And get, you know what? We'll catch you next time. Yep. So, See y'all. Peace, love, and Peace, Cherica. Love and Cherica. Bye, y'all.